Banded together from remote galaxies are 13 of the most sinister villains of all time. The Legion of Doom. Dedicated to a single objective, the conquest of the universe. Only one group dares to challenge this intergalactic threat. The Super Friends. and thanks for downloading. We want to welcome you to Is It Something You Can Stop? It's the fastest growing podcast that we host. I'm Mike. I'm Brooke. We're brother and sister and we love pop culture talking about geek things and nerd things because sometimes we agree. Sometimes we don't. So if you want to get in on the discussion, send your electronically digital mail to somethingyoucanstop at gmail.com. And now, oh good lord, let's see who we can offend. Mathematicians! (laughs) (laughs) Mathematicians probably are not going to be fans of this. Well, yeah, the, because they get offended. All right, let's jump in. Done. I have We've a got, question. Yeah, Katie. When you have an English debate up, and you... <laughs> I already don't like where this is going, but No, but I do. I do. Go. When you have Yikes. a science debate up, what do you call... <laughs> what do you call a math one? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we've got special guests today. Josh, Josh gets it. <laughs> oh, Katie, we all get it. We all got it from English debater. I'm so sorry. Who knew that we'd start, oh, that we'd start there? Okay. Would you say that... Don't. don't I don't even know no. what you're going to say, but don't. We've got friends and guests with us today. We've got Katie, Josh, and Jack. Hey, guys. Hi. I'm sorry. Thanks for having me back again. No apologies necessary. Thanks that's, for that's noticing a me. a brilliant start. So how are you guys doing today? Oh. I'm good. I'm just laughing about math debater. <laughs> you said it. You said it. He said it. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. Oh. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing wonderful. Especially yeah. after I love I, I love a good dirty pun. <laughs> I haven't said that since like year ten. I can't get like, enough. But I'm pretty sure I rolled my eyes at whoever said it to me. I was like, oh, I'm after oh okay. So lame. But <laughs> now here you, I am. But now you can't stop sunk, laughing at it. Sunk to that level. I don't know what happened. I just got hit with a wave of like stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta knock that joke? That's a good joke. No, the joke is great. Just yeah. me. I'm just I feel like so goofy. <laughs> That's good. All right, we're off to a really great start. It's a fantastic start. There's there's no other place we can go right now other than to do... Uh, to go one up. Of, go <laughs> up from here yep. with one of our favorite games. This is something that we like to talk about when we get together and hang out. Um, recasting classic movies from our past that we love. Recast it. So oh, we're going to do some recast it. Don't act like it's a surprise. You all knew it was coming. Um, what? This what? time we're going to recast uh, the movie Clue. The movie Clue. One of my favorites. Why did I turn into Rick Astley? (laughs) (laughs) It was that. You know, he's back in a big way. He is? He's got a new album coming out. He does? That's what I'm told. Check it out. So um, if we're going to recast it, let's let's be fair and go over the the ground rules. Which characters we're covering? We're going to cover Miss White, Miss Peacock, Professor Plum, Mr. Green, Colonel Mustard, Miss Scarlet, Wadsworth the Butler... 
and Yvette the Maid. And for those of you who wanted to do a little bonus feature, some of you may have actually cast a Mr. Body. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yes? Yes. Nobody. Do we have any volunteers that would like to start? I'll go first. Oh. Awesome. All right. Uh, is there any order I should do it in? However you just like. Just jump in, Bader. Just middle out. Just j- <laughs> Excellent. That's exactly how I have That's it. That's the, uh, the Minotaur strategy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. For Mr. Body... I had uh, Andrew Scott, who plays um, Moriarty from Sherlock, the British Sherlock. Oh, yeah. Because I just thought, he just seems evil enough. But, like, in Sherlock, he, at one point, I feel like it's old enough now where I can say, but... Spoiler alert! Uh, spoiler alert to Sherlock, you have... <laughs> you da, should watch da, it. Da, it's on okay. Netflix. Uh, there's a point where he, he plays, there's a couple points where he doesn't play an evil person. Like, he's playing a character as a normal person. Like, because he's just an evil human being. He has to put on a character to be a normal person. And his normal person is kind of like the the flip when the Mr. Body... I'm putting so much into Mr. Body. But when Mr. Body's like, I'm not really that much of a bad guy. But anyway, never mind. That's, that's where <laughs> I landed. That's a solid Andrew, choice to start. Andrew I like Scott, it. Scott Moriarty. Uh, I'm going to do Wadsworth Lost. Yvette, I had Penelope Cruz. Because I think that Penelope Cruz is very sexy. And uh, I just... Yvette is literally just like a kind of eye candy, I guess. Like as a you said, she as a distraction almost, you know. Okay, speaking um, of distraction, I'm sorry. I get that you think she's attractive, but I think she's got genital face. Really? <laughs> like, what does that mean? I feel like somehow she's got male and female genitalia on her. There's something vulgar about her face. To Interesting. Me. I don't. She's like. I'm sorry. I don't know if I should say that. In some circles, there's no more loving expression than genital face. <laughs> Yeah. Male well, and female, apparently. It's like she's wow. got something for everyone, but I, I'm just, I don't That's know. Like, so there's something so really? vulgar about the way that her nose and mouth happen. Like, I don't know. I'm to, sorry. No, don't apologize. Don't. That might be why, why a lot of people find her attractive. Maybe. Without knowing. Yeah, it's a subconscious. I, I she's a living Georgia <laughs> O'Keeffe. <laughs> I'm, I'm, she's, I'm sorry. She's got something no, for no. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> On her face. That's what I just said. <laughs> It's it's cumulative. Everybody gets points. Okay. Okay. So, uh, no, no. That's I'm I'm gonna look back at her and and try to assess that. So, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Peacock uh, is probably my uh, second favorite cast casting. I did Julie Walters, who is Mrs. Weasley. Nice. Um, Very good call. Because I thought that I just love her. I love everything about her. Um, for Miss Scarlet, I did Jane uh, Krakowski from um, 30 Rock and mm. uh, Kimmy Schmidt because I just think that she's uh, calculated. Do you have you know? her? Do you have her with different color hair? Or do you have her keep her blonde? Um, I had her blonde. Okay. Yeah, just with a red red dress. Yeah, yeah. Um, Co- uh, Colonel Mustard. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name properly. Andre uh, Andre. Browner, Brower, Brower from Brooklyn Nine Nine, the nice. captain. Yeah, I thought that he would be really cool. Nice. Um, Ms. White is my favorite. Uh, Kristen Ritter from uh, Jessica Jones. Yes, I thought would play a phenomenal Miss oh. White. Oh. I'm just gonna daydream for a second about that. <laughs> That's fantastic. She would be so good. Um, Professor Plum. I had John Cho from um, Harold and Kumar. Nice. Oh, okay. I thought he would be really cool. Uh, and Mr. Green, Jude Law, because I love me some Jude Law. Um, so going back to Wadsworth, uh, at first I was ha- like just hell-bent on saying no one can replace Tim Curry. 
And then Jack... But that's not allowed. Right. Well, I was going to do it anyway <laughs> until Jack said, uh, Jack said, you know, who would be good, and I, like, latched onto it because Jack already has some, and I want one. Um, Charlie Day. Oh, yeah. As Wordsworth. Charlie Day? I like that. And as he's explaining his his volume and his tone just like ramps up and you're like, oh my god, you're you're at Sonic level. What the hell are you doing? What what do you mean murder? Uh, Nobody said murder. Whoa, that was good. Yeah, that goes with the voice fall. Really, really good. That was really good. Um, But yeah, so that's, I think I, yeah, that's everybody. That's fantastic. I would watch it. Well done. I like it. All right. I'm I'm bowing out because I'm so I'm so far removed. You know the fact that you feel unfamiliar with this movie might have made it the most fascinating choices in the game. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry that you're abstaining. I Josh. was going to, and I told him my my beautiful wife said no, and because seriously, I'm just... a, okay, then I'll pick for him. It's a one man show from Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> he plays all say. the parts oh, because he wants everybody I'm to good. cuss. I'm good. I'm good with that. All right. go? I'm next. Uh-huh. You can. All right. You don't have to go next. Okay, so. Okay, so. Here we go. Hit us with a brook. Uh, Mr. Body, who uh, you think is in charge, but actually turns out to be the butler, Russell Crowe. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I want an imposing man that actually seems like he could be subservient, right? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, Yvette, Lake Bell. Oh, I love man, that's Bell. Because good. she could do any kind of character with yeah. that. She could make her French like they did in the movie. She could do anything with that. Uh, my Miss Peacock is Catherine O'Hara. Who is Catherine O'Hara? Uh, a from... mom from Home Alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she's in all the Christopher Guest movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I adore her and will watch her in anything. Right now she's in Shits uh, Creek. Yes. So anyway. I'm imagining her playing Miss Peacock the entire time. As doing that thing that she does, where she, she doesn't, she won't not, she will not look at you when she's talking to you, and she kind of talks to the side, <laughs> yeah, and she, she and she and she starts things a couple times. Yeah, it's so love funny. It. Wow, she's um, great. My Miss Scarlet, and I'm actually going back to a previous uh, role that she did in a way is uh, I like Charlize Theron because mm-hmm. I want her to be a knockout, but Charlize Theron in that thing you do is really funny mm-hmm. with how dismissive she is because you don't think Charlize Theron in comedy. But I think if she's dismissing people or just like quick, you know, quippy one-liners, I like it. Miss White is Amy Poehler. Are you? Wait, wait, Charlize Theron and that that thing you do? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. She yeah, she plays Guy Patterson's I, girlfriend. That yeah, she yeah. I had, I had, I had a, a, a what's her name from Charlie's Angels in Liv my head. Tyler. Uh, no, no, no. no. Uh, I, I was, I had, I had something about Mary in my head instead of the thing you do. Oh, Cameron Diaz. Yeah, oh, yeah, Cameron yeah, Diaz. Yeah. I was really confused. No, that thing you do is way better than that. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, Correct. So my Miss White is Amy Poehler. Really. I want to see her the detached and deranged and slightly murderous. Colonel Mustard is Jeff Daniels. Oh yeah. Professor Plum, Stephen Merchant, Merchant, can I say oh. Merchant. Merchant. Oh. Because oh, I want to be... see him flirt with Charlize Theron. He would be brilliant. I want to see him get get told a million times you... over, no. Oggy, oggy, He'd oggy. be a good oi, Lewis oi, oi, Tully, oi. too, right? Like, I feel like Stephen Merchant would make a good Lewis Tully. Yes. No? I don't know. He's uh, just that geeky, yeah. awkward. Yeah. Mr. Green, uh, George Clooney, and I want him to be like a Coen Brothers George Clooney, <laughs> not like everything else he's ever done. I want him to be yeah. kind of madcap and okay. crazy. And then my Wadsworth is Eddie Izzard. 
Oh, and I wow. want my I want my clue rewritten by Aaron Sorkin and directed by Matthew Vaughn. <laughs> Kaboom! Who's next? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I would like I would like to say that my wife knocked that out of the park. You, you want me to go next? You take it home. Uh, I'll go next. All right, I'll do bad cleanup. He'll, he'll be great. All right, so mine. Uh, I have Mrs. White uh, as Leslie Mann. I like her a lot. Yeah, I think she. I think she could have fun with a role like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know Leslie Mann. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you know you know Leslie Mann. Are you confused? Yes. Wait, the, she's the she's the. Um, she's married to Paul uh, to Judd. Judd. This yeah. is forty. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Mrs. Peacock is going to be Amy Poehler. So I went Amy Poehler, but I could see her playing kind of the kind of the grumpy, like not really sure what's going on, but kind of like uh, you're kind of caught in the middle of yeah. it type mm-hmm. situation. My Scarlet is Olivia Wilde. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. I think she. I think yeah, yep. she's kind of the the sultry one, and I think mm. that'd be a lot of fun to watch her. Uh, Professor Plum. I was Will Arnett. I like Will gotcha. Arnett a lot, and mm-hmm. I can see him playing kind of the uh, the Christopher Lloyd type character. My uh, my green is Nick Frost, actually. Ooh, yeah. that's good. And uh, I did not see that coming. Yeah, I I, I think I, like <laughs> yeah, going after Mar- uh, Michael McKeon. Uh, my Colonel Mustard is either I have I had, I've written two down here. I've got Brian Cranston down. Oh, yeah. As Colonel nice. Mustard, yeah, and then I also had Paul Rudd. If we're going for like a little younger feel to I it, like Brian but, mm-hmm. but I like Brian. He was my first one I wrote down. Uh, my Mister Body is uh, Jeremy Piven, which I, he's uh, crazy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's he's kind of like that sort of angry. You know, he kind of had that that edge to him in the very beginning of the movie. So I was like, all right, Who I can is see. That? Yeah, I like Jeremy Piven. Mm-hmm. I like the thought that Mister Body might be constantly coked up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Crowe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jeremy Russell Piven was uh, the, the guy Ari from. He was the one that you looked in up Entourage. earlier. Entourage. Oh, right, right, right. We talk, yeah, yeah. I just uh, say that. My Avette, Sophia Vergara. Oh, so we went that far. Yeah. In yeah. terms of like the sort of sexy. You know. Yeah, and mm-hmm. she also has the, the great accent mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and it's then, the accent. <laughs> That's what's great about her. Okay. And then uh, my <laughs> Wadsworth. A couple of great accents. Uh, <laughs> so my Wadsworth, I had two. Uh, one, I was nervous about putting these two guys together, or about putting Nick Frost and Simon Pegg in the same movie. Yeah. So I had Simon Pegg as a Wadsworth, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. But then I thought my favorite pick as Wadsworth would be Benedict Cumberbatch. And if you've, if you've seen him, <laughs> if, if you've that's seen good. him in oh, Sherlock, you just won. Yeah, like he he'll do like the I don't know if you've seen the wedding episode, but there's parts where he'll start getting like start picking Son up the pace God. and yeah. start really getting into it. And I think he would be amazing running around. I think he's too around. flat. I don't no, agree. Don't too so. flat. He's Not too at all. Flat. I think he's too serious. No. Especially in Sherlock the... when he has to deliver so much dialogue at such a rapid pace. And, oh, yeah. and it's, he's no. talking at the speed of his thought. Yeah. But he makes you feel... like he, Sherlock's meant to make you kind of feel not stupid but like but he, that's what Wadsworth does because he's yeah. so much smarter than everyone else he yeah. knows really? what's going on the entire yeah. time and no one else does game. and to your point but about you putting that. Nick Frost and Simon Pegg I yeah. almost put Ricky Gervais as my Wadsworth uh, but oh. to put him with Stephen Rush I didn't want it to be too much would be good. those two together but I thought him or Eddie Although, Izzard, but I would give it Eddie Izzard, Eddie Izzard edges it out for me yeah. Eddie, Eddie Izzard. Izzard is a fantastic choice Beautiful. inspired mm-hmm. I think oh um, thank you Ricky Gervais <laughs> I definitely can see as a, a strong word, uh, Wadsworth, too. but I, I would see him as as Colonel Mustard. I can see him as any of the you guys. Put him, really, you put him in the in the army attire and, yeah. and the fatigues and stuff, or the, with the medals on his chest and he, that he didn't earn, and he's just mm-hmm. nervously <laughs> he laughing the whole time, right? <laughs> I can take his own mic. What you got? All right, here we go. Um, to start with uh, Mr. Body, I picked Justin Thoreau. 
from nice. the leftovers. Okay. And oh, yeah. he's been you kind of went with the aesthetic look of I went the with original the, Mr. Body. Yeah, I went with the look. And the thing is, I mean, because he's doing such great dramatic work on the leftovers, people have forgotten how funny he can be. Mm-hmm. And if yes. you look at, like, Wanderlust and stuff like that, he's really funny. I didn't um, know he was a, a, like, big actor. Like, I didn't realize that that guy was big. <clears throat> yeah, he's he's got some chops. Jennifer Aniston wouldn't be with him if he weren't big. So they are dating. <laughs> yeah. Let's not so go I there. So suddenly walking on the leftovers they're engaged, that feels they? totally different. I think so. I think they're engaged. Wow. Now, was he, so Katie worked on the leftovers. Was he there on that? Yeah, like oh, yeah? four feet away from me, like just he's chatting to us. He's a wicked widow's peak. So, yeah. Like he's a Dracula. He's little. He's not a tall dude, you know? Like he's. <laughs> when he like, runs, is he like Tom Cruise where you can imagine him going. No, no. Well, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Sorry. We'll go. That's fine. Just to distract you, I'm glad it was able to spark some, uh, Blue, what's some debate a little bit. Uh, for Yvette, I picked Alice Eve. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, my, well, I'm going to come back to that later. Uh, Miss White. Miss, Mrs. White? It's Mrs. White, Ms. right? White, Ms. White. she's a widow. That's right. Yes. Ms. White. Um, I chose Lizzie Kaplan, and we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like your choice, though. Um... <laughs> for Peacock, I chose, um, I, I j- try to get the spirit of the character, and I feel like somebody who would be very polite, very proper, and then at a moment's notice be very cutting, mm-hmm. Allison Janney. Oh, <laughs> I had her down one. for a while. Um, That's a really good one. My Professor Plum is Fred Armisen. Oh. Mm, yeah, I hate um, that guy. Katie's not. <laughs> but She's I, like, I'm oh, trying I to find him. somebody lecherous. Right. You know, and somebody who would be an oddball choice, and mm-hmm. somebody who would just kind of be, you know... Um, yeah, you're never rooting for Professor Plum. <laughs> I never was, no. <laughs> uh, my Mr. Green, I selected, uh, I wanted to. I wanted the, the unassuming, the guy who's always going to throw up just to, <laughs> at a thought, and I chose Neil Patrick Harris. Nice. <laughs> I almost had Mr. him. Green. I almost had him. Twin but brain. That's really similar to the original Mr. Green as yeah, well. Like, I, I wanted there. to capture that feel again. My Colonel Mustard is John C. Riley. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Um... I chose Lake Bell for Miss Scarlet, mm-hmm. and my Wadsworth uh, is Michael Sheen. Nice. I think Michael Sheen would do a good job with Wadsworth. Yeah. Um, and then I had an understudy that I cast because I figured he would fit into two different roles mm-hmm. and be an alternate for Mr. Green or for Wadsworth, mm-hmm. and it was Tim Roth. Ah. Okay. I love Tim Roth. Hmm. I can see him as, yeah, maybe less so Wadsworth. I, see, I could see him more some Wadsworth because of Bellboy. The Bellboy in Four Rooms is what really I was thinking about when. Yeah, when I'm if you take Wadsworth. that and make him He's got smart, that, that manic energy. Yeah, and he might be a little bit past it now, but but in that era when he was doing Four Rooms and stuff like that, he was he was just the right kind of kinetic. Yeah, like a human pinball. Love Four Rooms. That was a great movie. Yeah, I think Michael Sheen is amazing. <laughs> He's really like, solid. I googled him and found out who he was. Yeah, he's and very I, solid. And I realized he that. he does a chameleon thing too. Mm-hmm. He's one of those actors that kind of disappears. Which into is a why role I did not know who he was. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, oh, I know this guy. He's a an actor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a valuable person. He's not a celebrity. He's an actor. Good job with the cat. Okay, so who do we think? Josh, you abstained on this round. You, who won? I'm not sure you should get me to vote. I might be biased. <laughs> I think that Brooke had the best what's left. Oh, thank you. With Gervais? And I think, no, she had no, Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard. Oh, it is yours. For, for, for selecting a writer and a director, I think I give her bonus points. Yeah. Too. yeah. Well, it's just because I, I was sitting here like I wanted Jeff Daniels in it. And um, I, I mean, I just started thinking of Aaron Sorkin writing that quick yeah, yeah. talking. Fits really, really well. Yeah. I like but that. Anyway, I All think right, my so, Miss White wins. 
I just want to say. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I think she's great. Um, you guys ready to play a different game? Yes, I like games. New game. Uh, this, is game. A, this is another Monopoly. one we like to play. Uh, we're, we're going back to three minutes, spin it. Boom. Okay. We'll just rapid fire three minutes on a topic, then we switch topics, and we don't know what somebody's going to call out. So there's a wild card element to the discussion. We'll just go round robin around the room. Okay. Once the buzzer hits, we stop talking, and we go to the next person in line. They get to propose the topic, and we discuss. <laughs> All right, we're starting. fight. Jack, would you like to start us off? Sure. Excuse me. Tell me when. Uh, time starts after you complete your topic. My topic is this year's Olympics 2016. What are you looking There are Olympics to? this year? Yeah. Go. Excellent. The, the Olympics are in Brazil this year, and that's Top. the one where uh, people are very nervous because like, the water is terrible down there. Oh, really? There's lots of pollution and crime. I remember the FIFA World Cup they had in um, the country, Qatar, and mm-hmm. it was like 45 degrees Celsius, which is like 100 something. That doesn't happen something. yet. That's, that's the next one is Qatar. Right, and I'm saying, or the weather is that, and it's going to like, they're worried the play is going to drop dead. I don't... Three minutes? No, it's... Oh. I was setting the alarm. <laughs> like, oh my God, that was so great. Sorry, the Olympics. I don't know how they're going to pull this off, because everything that I've read about it is... It's headed for disaster. Yeah. And it's unsafe for everybody. And we're sending, like, everybody's sending the best that they have athletically from their country. And they're exposing themselves to disease and uh, infected waters. And just, uh, it just seems like a disaster yeah. waiting to happen. Well, it seems like it was, a, what was the Russia? Was it Sochi? Was, was Russia mm-hmm. the Winter Olympics? Yeah. It seems Sochi. like they, they barely got, it's kind of like a kid cleaning their room. Where it's like they cleaned the bed, cleaned the desk, and just shoved everything yeah. into the closet. It seems like they kind of did that with Sochi, where it was like, okay, well, we got this and stuff up And then the closet room. door locked, so they had to bust out of the closet. Yeah. But it turns out the closet door was made out of paper, so it was really okay. Yeah. <laughs> In Japan, they painted the grass. Yeah. China. Was it China? Beijing. Yeah, yeah. They painted the grass. So, it, but it. it's for the kids. I get why they're doing it. Like, I get why they go to Brazil and ask them to... You want to host this thing, or they vie for it, it. yeah, for the tourism and stuff. But some of these people aren't thinking when they go up but there. But do most don't most cities get ruined by having an Olympics? Yeah, in it? yeah. I yeah. mean, isn't there well, like it's there's not a, it's, it's not, not a the good infrastructure that's left over? Like you spend so much money on it, and then you have this infrastructure you just can't use anymore. It's like what what would I do with this? Yeah, there's you know? there's there's talk now about building an Olympic city where basically it's like they just build all the facilities there, and just the, every Olympics they go build back it in Athens. We we have that in <laughs> yeah. Sydney. We yeah. have an Olympics Olympic Park, and it's just all just Olympic facilities. And, and luckily, it's used by like a less you know, it's well, and there was an Olympics in. I mean, mm-hmm, well, yeah, yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm talking about they're talking about building a brand new one. That's only like the only reason that it's is, there is for the, the Olympics, yeah. and it's like instead of traveling around the world, it's just it's always there. Oh, and so that way the facilities keep getting used over and over, and you don't have to rebuild it every single. And you year. have two locations: you have one for summer, mm-hmm. one for winter, exactly. And you're all set. But it would always be in Brazil. No, 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 no. It could be anywhere. Like I mean, like even like like Athens, like Mike said, it could be where the original uh, the original Olympics were. But pick a place Maybe. instead of all the politics and the backdoor stuff that happens with winning by an island. Yeah. Like pick a place that could truly sustain it and mm-hmm. and work with it and understand that every four years you're gonna have an influx of of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But between the four years, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. not gonna ruin your people. Is yeah. it is it Sweden or Switzerland who's always playing neutral? 
Switzerland. Switzerland. And they should they should host it every year. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect because they're always neutral, and then you have to hold them to it. Nice. Time's That's up. our three minutes. Uh, if we're gonna go clockwise, I guess I'm up next with the topic. I'm gonna take us into the movie realm. Ooh. We're gonna be talking Marvel Cinematic Universe, Ooh. and here's the question: to you, once we get past Infinity War, is it time to consider completely restructuring and recasting the entire universe? Or do we stay with it as long as we can go? And if so, how far does that go? I think that brings... Uh, no, I was going to say that. makes me think about Wonder Woman. And first, she's DC. And second, she doesn't age. So, never mind. But two very good points. Yeah. Scratch, scratch what I said. I wonder what Katie's topic will be. I don't think you recast it. I think you keep these actors as long as possible. I think so many of them have become the roles that they are. Like, I can see Tony Stark, or Robert Downey Jr., basically taking a backseat kind of role. Maybe not be as, like, in the action, not be in the fighting, but kind of like the Batman Beyond style, where, like, he kind of, like, basically passes the suit to the next person. Right. Especially since it's like, not a superpower, it's a suit. That's, right. yeah. that's a character that could live yeah. on. But even Captain America in the comics, Captain America changes. So yeah, I think, yeah. like, organically, it could just be an inheritance thing, you know, like... It just like they kind of go well, like Ant Man, you know, where the torch being passed, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that makes the most sense, and I would be the most comfortable with that. Well, are you in favor with pushing it as far as they can go, too? I don't know. I think that uh, yes, yes, and no. I think as an actor, as you get older, the roles for you change, and so I think it's tough to be like. I don't know. It's. I think eventually you you kind of lose the. I can go on the front line. Um, uh, believability to now I'm the trainer I'm the mentor and I think that that's the progression that I would expect but but it's it's Marvel and they've got such a deep like catalog of superheroes mm-hmm. to dig yeah but yeah. when you're but talking you about comic when you go books, too deep you're gonna lose people yeah you're dealing with with these weird characters but, that are okay. like antler man hang, hang, hang on what? there's an antler wait, man wait 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 coming this Christmas Guardians of the Galaxy that was a deep cut I have no freaking clue what that is who it's about you haven't seen it yet god I, get no, no 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 I loved like, that movie mm-hmm. and I never read anything and yeah. it was great mm-hmm. Make it work. Yeah. And, I mean, come on. You're telling me that everybody knows who Iron Fist is and he's about to get his own TV show? I, I don't... Well, even, like, Jessica Jones. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's pretty deep cut. But yeah. also, by the time the second Infinity War movie's over, it, you're going to be, like, 20 movies into the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And to just, like, blow that up and How start How far away over, are the Infinity Wars? Um, they're, like, two years from now, See, I that's what I was going to ask, is when are, when are these slated to come out? Because, I mean... You have to take the pulse of the audience, and if there's saturation or people are tired at this point, then maybe you need to pause it, and, or maybe you need to... I mean, you can't just... Just because you make the movie doesn't mean it's going to be successful if the tide has turned, and people aren't... You know, I mean, you'll always have your diehard fans that are into it. Well, they've been able to keep ahead of the tide so far. If they wait until people have gotten tired with it, then, then they have to restructure anyway. They have to start from scratch. Uh, they've invested so much into it, though. It's too big to fail, Mike. Well, how, <laughs> how, how big of a window do you think they have? Uh, uh, I don't know, man. They like, better blow it up with Infinity Wars, otherwise I'm, I'm, like, done after that. Time! All right, that's time on our topic. Next one, Katie, you're up. I may have chosen one that's a little too much. Do it. But uh, I follow Hit Record, which is Joseph Gordon-Levitt's um, production yep. company. And they did a bit recently that was uh, how the internet influences politics and if the internet is a good tool for um, 
for politics or if it's a bad one and what people's thoughts on it were. And that's my That's your topic. topic. Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's a good tool. I think I think the internet is a is a it basically puts information into people's hands and it, it gives people the ability to find out more information. You know, when someone goes on a debate and says like, oh, I've never donated to this. And it's like, you can immediately fact, fact check. check that. Yeah. And well, like, that's mm-hmm. incredibly important. But do you think everybody is fact checking? So the, the reason that yeah. I think it's complicated is because when people like, uh, you know, our parents are on the internet and some scare, you know, uh, shock value article comes up and it's like this blah, 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 you know, almost just like a newspaper landing on your front doorstep that has this horrible headline on it. And that gets stuck in your head when you see things like that constantly. Like, is that, is that good or is that like people are just kind of kind of well, going to absorb what they are presented that goes back to a deeper issue i don't think people are being taught to scrutinize what it is they're looking at enough mm-hmm. yeah. i mean we're supposed to be questioning everything i mean so every the english teacher everything <laughs> everything within reason uh-huh. you know and it just seems to me like everything that's out there is biased one way or the other mm-hmm. no matter like and even if everyone you, wants their own yeah way. and even if you go and fact check it well who are you checking the facts from? Yeah, yeah. Well, it seems like we're still at the point where we're starting to figure out how to use the internet and technology for political purposes the right way mm-hmm. in an ethical way. Right. But we're kind of, it still feels like there's a lot of time where we're still kind of in the infancy of it. Mm-hmm. And we don't really know how to manage. We've got a tool that's too powerful for us to fully wield it yet the right way. And who's to say what it is? Well, I think too, uh, with this talk, I mean, this is such a big question. Way more than three minutes, but it's all about who's who. What's the intent of the person giving the information, and what's the intent of the person receiving the information? Follow the money. Because if if I'm researching, Chase but I already up. have my mind made up, mm-hmm. I'm gonna see what I want to see. Right. And if I'm trying to put information out there, but I want to put out specific information, and you know, I mean, that's why we have cable news now that's biased every way you can imagine, because. There are people that want to tell that story, and there are people that want to hear that yeah, story. Yeah, you can pick yeah. your flavor of news. Absolutely. And, and then yeah. the problem is, though, is that most of it is not news anymore. It's entertainment, and nobody yeah. sees that. It's all pundits. Exactly. And so if you think of it as entertainment, that's different. If you think of it as someone telling stories, that's different than someone telling the news, because the news should be facts mm-hmm. at all I, times. I think one of our friends put it best, the only place you can still find unbiased news may be on PBS. Yeah. With it, I mean, it's boring. It's all get out, but here's the news. Yeah, but I mean, but here's without, the facts. Without the internet, you you have to rely on like you know Other news people. networks and stuff. It's like you know like who who's to say they're not. You know, I think politicians things. didn't count on uh, people checking backgrounds of things. I think the politicians didn't count on. That because it hasn't happened with such right. speed and accuracy they, in the past. They wouldn't have repercussions for things, and I think that's interesting. Yep, that's three minutes. Okay. Okay. Um, mine is going to be simple and easy. Not about uh, politics and we're going back to movies, and we're talking about Rogue One and the new trailer that dropped, and it is it has made my Star Wars heart so happy. What's Rogue One? Really? I'm just kidding. No. Okay. <laughs> no. So. Uh, uh, I'm excited. Genuine thoughts. I'm excited. Is is she his? Uh, is she his? Is uh, the lady? Was it Lynn Jen? It's Jen, Jen? Ursa. Uh, it, thank you. Is You're welcome. She, is that Ray's mom? I don't think that's Ray's mom. No, because they look so similar. 
they, it, they look similar. White girls with brown hair. <laughs> but did they walk into any Starbucks? I, I was talking to somebody the other Which day. And only makes more white girls with brown hair. Just saying. Wait a second. That's Starbucks, science. Star Wars. Oh, Starbucks. Oh. Sorry, yeah. sorry, you wanted to have a real discussion. No, I was talking. Pilot. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who read all of the books, like all of, all of them, in and, the whole library. Yeah, pretty much. He all the stuff that is in, now no longer canon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said that the Jen Ursa character is actually one of those books. Okay. And they pulled her. They say it's not canon, so they can pick and choose what they want and recreate it. So yeah, they're, they're doing pastiche. Is yeah. What doing. So decoupage. I, I don't know. You I, say a word. So what is, do you think? Decoupage. That, um, <laughs> do, so with correct me if I'm wrong, but with uh, with um, Star Wars, uh, Awake, oh god, Force Awakens. Excuse me. Mm, there you go. Uh, I was like Awakening. No, nope, that's not it. It's uh, Star Wars Breakfast Episode Seven. Exactly. Star. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, every Saturday morning. Oh, um, my question was, uh, pass. <laughs> okay. While you're thinking of your question, here's the thing. I, it, I'm sorry for this, but I was excited with the trailer until the shot of Forrest Whitaker, and then I just really? went, yeah, well, that took me out of it. Right, that's he's exactly so, right. He's so recognizable I that I instantly went, oh, what? Thank yeah. you. I heard brakes squealing in my head. Yeah, it was like, this is awesome. Oh, look at that. Who's that? This is gonna be amazing. Forest yeah. Whitaker. Yeah, and it's very much like that. Like it's that's why I think that with these franchises, they they purposely pick people that you don't associate with something else. They you need know? to, right? And so I was exactly the same. I was like, "What is this guy doing from a movie I watched about bombs? Like, what yeah. is happening?" Because now I'm like, "How does the rebellion tie into jazz?" Right. Yeah. Because oh. he makes which is funny because <laughs> I'm wondering. Sorry, Josh. Oh, that's okay. Because I'm wondering what, you know, like a CSI spinoff is doing. <laughs> that's, Maybe that's, there's forensic work to be done. Uh, that's kind of, I mean, are you just down on Forrest Whitaker? Because I'm not down. Hang on, hang on. Because is. you could do the same thing with Max von Sydow at the very first of Force Awakens. No, no not nearly as much no, no, as no, Forrest no. Whitaker. Go back to all of the Star Wars movies. They've always, ca- like Peter Cushing, uh, they've always cast like these classically trained British actors. They're not out of place. Forrest Whitaker does not compute in my brain with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Right. He, does, he doesn't put me in a galaxy far, far away. He puts me in something modern on TV right mm-hmm. now that I, 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 don't, I don't get it. That being said, the, uh, the beach scene with the, the ad-ads walking, oh my god. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's yes. amazing. Alright, Brooke. Okay, ready? Battle Royale. I'm going to give you two movies, and I want you to argue which one's better. Ready? Love it. Labyrinth or The NeverEnding Story? Oh, oh. you're a bad person. <laughs> Labyrinth by a mile. Labyrinth. Labyrinth? Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Oh, Mike. man. I want to defend The NeverEnding Story. Go. But I am stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what's yours? Uh, since so we, uh, I would weigh in Labyrinth, but I'm going to argue NeverEnding Story with you. Yeah. I mean, stuff like Artax. Yeah. I say never-ending story, and I found when I asked this question, the majority of men go with Labyrinth, and mm-hmm. I think it's because of a young, uh, is it Jennifer Connelly? Mm-hmm. Is that her name? I no, think that's that what is it is. her name. Because really? most of the men of our generation, when they were young and saw that, mm-hmm. that's the connection they You're made. Like, she's cute. I mean, seriously. I mean, well, she's a brat in it, and I want to punch her in the like, face. For me, it's more of the Jim Henson stuff. Yeah, I, I would the, the argue puppets it's the puppet. Like the characters. You like the puppet in Bowie's pants. I, I'm Let's, not going to lie. Oh, oh, don't ignore wait it. Wait a minute. Yeah. Don't ignore it. But How it's, can it's, you ignore it? It's the Look music. It's it got its own trailer. Uh, You're yeah. mommy of the babe. <laughs> dance right? magic. I dance want to take it. Okay, so let's go back to a story, a storytelling element, right? Yeah. Labyrinth is great, tells a very solid story. In its essence, in its nature, it's very negative, very dark. Mm-hmm. 
Never Ending Story, positively charged. It's mm-hmm. about creation and the power of creativity. It's about finding the power within you and all that stuff. And really, the other one is just about she's got to d- defy. She, it's, well, she it, did you ultimately wrong, have to defy the Goblin King. Well, she's yeah. learning a lesson. Like she's being taught. A lesson. Which is great, but but I. I love that. I feel like there's more power in Never Ending Story. It's not a hero until the end. I I almost feel like she's obligated to find a little brother because she freaking hates her little brother. Uh And then Never Ending Story, which I'm going to fight for, is about challenging and and overcoming people being complacent and not dreaming anymore. When everything is reduced to a single grain of sand and the rebuilding of an entire universe comes from creating a name for a princess. I mean that's uplifting. That's hopeful. It's bouncing back from everything. I think it's it's all about the power of storytelling. Period. And I think the real question is uh, the theme song to Ending Story or oh, Dance man. Magic Dance. What's the better song? Oh, Dance, Dance Magic Dance. Dance, Dance Magic Dance. Dance. Never Ending Story. Are no. you kidding? It's Bowie versus no. the Never Ending Story song even. is amazing. No, don't go with it. Now, Bowie's okay, career. Dance the Magic song. Dance is different. We can unite know. nations if we agree that Bowie should cover Never Ending Story. Well, he can't. Wow. <laughs> Josh just, if Josh you use the power of imagination, he can. You mean the power of the babe? Did you learn nothing from the movies? What babe? Power of voodoo. Who's got the voodoo? Wrong one. No. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You tried. Babe with the okay, power. In there one, you go. you've got the bog of eternal stench, and the other, you've got the bog of eternal sadness. Look, right? here's no, a swamp of sadness. Swamp of sadness. Same thing. Here's, same idea. Here's what, that's traumatizing, by the way. I can't. I'm, I know you're talking, but uh, we're talking attacks. about horse dying. That's, that is horrific. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, child. it's not, uh, but it's not just but it's the amazing. horse. It's his like friend. It's like it's just everything. It's like depression. His how host. it can swallow you. Yes. Yeah. Better movie. Yeah. Three I have minutes. Never ending story. All right, Jack. All right. Claps. All right. Speaking of depression and, and bad things. Yay. <laughs> what celebrity or famous person do you think is going to die by the end of this year? I thought you were going to say speaking of depression and bad oh. things, the Olympics. Like yeah. how many people? No, no, no. It's like what what famous yeah. celebrity do you think will not make it out of 2016? Oh, man. I'll rough. say it. I say it every year just because I don't want him to go, so I, I predict he will every year. Uh, Bono. Michael Michael J. Fox. Oh, really? Every one. year. Michael J. Fox. I, I actually saw something on uh, Facebook, which is yeah. of course the most reliable source for yeah. news. Uh-huh. Um, but I saw something that said like prayers for Michael J. Fox because he's getting worse and worse. I'm like, too he's depressed to play. Really now. bad right now. That's horrible. I'm too yeah. depressed to play. You're don't don't the look at me like that. In. It's his I want question. Michael J. Fox to die. No, no, I don't does. either. You were thinking it would be either. a fun death. Yay. <laughs> I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking it might be Richard Simmons. I think he might go out this year. There's a whole lot of stuff happening oh, with him yeah, right he's now. He's kind of had the uh, Casey Kasem like disappearance, kidnapping yeah. weirdness of. And yeah. So he's kind of back in the light, and I think whoever it, maybe the people manipulating him don't like that, and it's mm-hmm. like maybe something happens to him, and oh, his estate and all the money that he made, where does that go? And Lana Del Rey. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be. It, it's a. I think it's going to be a dark horse like the surprises us this yeah. year. Somebody that we're not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I Little know. Richard's gonna go next. Actually, Little who's Little Richard? Because he's hanging out in left field. Yeah, I, well, no, I'm just insane. He's getting up there in age, and <laughs> how how much longer are Jack. the Beatles gonna be with us? Ringo's gonna go. Before, no, let's be honest. Ringo we're gonna be, be stuck the, with Ringo for the rest. He'll be the last one. He's in a film. He, Ringo is the is the uh, <laughs> Richard Keith Richards of the Beatles. Yeah, he's Keith gonna, Richards will never uh, die. Yeah, Keith Richards is, is more. I think it's going to be Ringo, I think 
but Lamar Odom and a Kardashian in a murder suicide. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God damn. Yeah, we're it. all laughing. <laughs> Whoa. Well, Prince was taken to the emergency room recently because of an airplane crash. Ooh. So he uh, he As most people are. He made it out. He's okay. It's not like he's, saying like he's free he got to, a paper cut. He's free so to hang out in his purple house again. Does he have a purple house? Probably. Paisley Park. Mm. His purple What's your guess? Uh, I don't know. I, I um. I, I kind of I kind of agree this with Katie. I think it's going to be maybe somebody like uh, Miley Cyrus or somebody. Oh yeah. Like, just, just, by the time the year's over, we're going to have two people from Bravo. The, cha- the Bravo channel. It's going to be like these reality stars. Oh, yeah, like the yeah, Housewives or whatever. Yeah. See what happens. I'm already things. angry at this Watch show. We lost happens. too many musical greats. Yeah. What about a footballer or something? Sure. <laughs> I'm not saying I suggest it. That's well, time. Steroids. That's time. Okay. Um, what we're looking at now, um, Michael Jackson, is it time to forgive him? I don't think we ever should have been mad at him. Wait, I... what? Is that actually? <laughs> no, that's not... <laughs> That's not real. Oh. Okay, so if we're talking about a new topic... Yeah, real question. Here's a real question. Honesty time. Um, Film adaptations, I want to know, is there something that has not been adapted, be it a book, a video game, a TV show, something that you love that you would have always wanted to see on the big screen? Can it be something that actually is in production that I know? Sure. Because it's the exact... I've been talking about it like ever since I got here. <laughs> it's my favorite book series um, called The Ranger's Apprentice. It's called Ranger's Apprentice, and it's written by an Australian author um, who actually lived not that far from where I grew up, um, and there's 12 books. So it is prime for movie making, you know, like if, if it becomes successful, and it's in pre, pre-production. It was just funded by a Chinese company, $500 million dollars. Um, to make these films or to make as many as you know are accepted by the audience so but it's a really popular book series and uh, and I'm really excited it's 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 like um it's I don't want it to be like Aragon or like Percy Jackson where it was kind of this like huge dream and they funneled money into it and it was this giant thing that just had so far to fall I really hope that they take it like from a very base level and make it very kind of uh, authentic and organic it's about an archer. It ranges apprentice, literally. They've it's already just, started working on it's, it. It's uh, a yeah, yeah. The script is written. Okay. So now they're in pre, pre-production. So. I'm uh, one of my favorite superheroes is Doctor Fate, and they have. I mean, DC's just getting started, but that to me would be a really cool movie. Because if you know anything about Doctor Fate, it's all it's all about the helmet and and the person who's able to put the helmet on has to have a strong enough will to be able to fight the spirit with inside the helmet without going so, mad right yeah without going like mad so he on. can take it off yeah. whenever he wants but when he puts the helmet on he's got to keep doing all these things the spirit wants him to do he's got to keep balance in the universe which means sometimes he has to do good sometimes he has to do bad and uh when he takes the helmet off sometimes it's been weeks sometimes it's been months and he just has to try and fight the spirit, so he's still himself. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a great movie. Um, or yeah. a show. When they did the Constantine TV show, they actually had the helmet on there for about five seconds. Oh, nice. And so when they canceled the show, I was they like... They had it on Smallville. I was so upset. 
But they? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When they did the Legion? I mean, Dr. Fate was a character on Smallville mm-hmm. for several episodes. Yeah. yeah. I would love to see uh, someone take go to HBO and do an adaptation of World War Z. Because they haven't made anything about World yes. War Z yet. Um, <laughs> there was a movie. Yes, you're true. right. There Absolutely true. There was a, a zombie outbreak yeah, kind was of a, movie. There was a movie with the same title, That's but it had so nothing funny. to do with the book. You're referring to the movie that should have been called Brad Pitt Saves the World? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. as a standalone, just quickly, as a standalone film, it actually was an enjoyable wasn't film. I just wish that it wasn't. Cool. Again, yeah, they should. There was one thing that they could have done differently to make it so much better. Not it's a different call, title. Yeah, different not title. call it World yeah. War Z. Yeah, because mm-hmm. doing a like a Band of Brothers style movie or a series with that would be incredible. Right, yeah. I agree. Alas, and and if they if they did it in the in the oral history style mm-hmm. of the book and really stick and to the like to flashbacks the, and yep. yeah, there's so much to it. What do you think? What do you got? Love it. Um, for me, it's going to be my favorite book of all time, The Stand, and I want to oh. see a f- big screen two or three movie adaptation and I want Matthew McConaughey as Randall Flagg. Can I say mine real quick? I know where yeah, I'm Yeah, extra okay. time. I want Edgar Wright to do Monkey Island. Ooh. What the hell? I yes. I want that. I want it live action. Jesus. I want it hilarious. I want it ridiculous and I want it now. That's yes. Awesome. And I want it I want, Yes. Let's start a Kickstarter for that right yeah, this second. We'll raise 20 bucks. We'll be back right after this. We're going to start a Kickstarter. <laughs> That's right. fantastic. Thank you. Uh, Katie, you're up. Oh, mine is so lame. Uh, I shouldn't have prefaced it with that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's about like uh, I I put um, toilet paper over or under. <laughs> over? Are you? Yeah, there's a, it's over. There's it's always like, over. Yeah. This is gonna go really badly if Mike says over. I'm gonna say under. <laughs> you just want to be a voice of dissent. Yeah. Are you over also? I'm over as well, and it really. I think that there's a special place in hell for people who put it under. But yeah. uh, but sorry, do you right? okay? Do you think though that there are people that really want it under, or they just haphazardly put it on? They don't care. I think that those. I don't. I don't think so. I think, it's more I think than they don't care. care. I can't I, I I imagine on, anybody's no. like, no, this is how it's supposed to go. So I think I, people just yeah. throw it on and don't. They don't care either way. I agree. I think right? the issue is. Over or I'm not paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Why do we care so much? I don't know, because doing it the other way is wrong. It's like smooth. I have this argument with my friend uh, Michelle about smooth and crunchy peanut butter and how I have crunchy and only have crunchy and she is smooth and we have this like horrible disagreement. Like, why do we care so much that we're... Is this only an issue with toilet paper or is it an issue with paper towels as well? Because I would people, say paper towels as well, but paper towels aren't always done like toilet paper, where it's horizontal. Right. You know, like because like because uh, if our it's house, vertical, is it left the, or right? I don't think that would. Oh, matter. you just pull it out and tear. Yeah. I would no. I yeah. I guess it matters if you're left or right handed. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is a terrible time. They have no. They have to feed out behind to the right. For me, if it's going vertical. Okay. So I can reach with my right hand, hold it steady with my left hand, tear off the towel. So what was the age that you figured out you were type A? Me? or Not until this moment. Okay, there you go. You're welcome. There You're welcome. Thanks a lot. No, I, th- I think that... Why, why is it that, that having the toilet paper under is so frustrating? I don't... Is, there's got to be a, per- a reason why it's so... Well, because so, it's back against the wall. If you're trying to grab the, like, the edge of the piece of paper... You want to scrape your knuckle. You have to like, roll it to get it to come down and then pull it out. Where but if it it's facing me, forward, it's just it's hanging loose. Right. Grab it. It makes it's closer to you, too. At the person that does it. It makes me frustrated at them. Like yeah. I, I'm like, how could you be the kind of person? Yeah, I'm the, I'm the I'm the person that if I like if I use someone else's restroom, I will change. I will absolutely like, do like, that. So yeah. when yeah. Josh and I were dating, every once in a while there'd be a roll under, and I would just go, nope, and switch <laughs> it. I'd be like, you're welcome. So, but you voted over. <laughs> I did you a favor. Yeah. So what's the deal? But he also doesn't pay attention. 
That would be it. Okay, so here's another question. I'm bad at details. Have you ever folded a nice, neat little corner, yes. like a point on Always. the end? Like, yeah? Like no. hotels? Yeah. No. Yeah. I do. No, I'm saying I haven't. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 We have we have our own we have our separate bathrooms. So Katie has one she uses and I have one that I use. So. Separate bedroom, separate bath. Separate, <laughs> separate bath. And that's how you keep the romance alive. Yeah. You never know when I'll come knocking. <laughs> Hello. Because I'm out of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> that's romance. That's love. Romance. That's real love. Yeah, I I really love us out of that one. I thought it would I thought we would have so like we would be split down the middle. We want no. we talked for a solid three minutes on it. It was great. It was awesome. All right, and Josh, we know more about each other. Bring us home. Yosh. That's what all right. Friends. So uh, recently, I, I I went back and list, I, I listened to a very classic album, and I and I put it on Facebook because I had never heard the album before, and it was Led Zeppelin's uh, Physical Graffiti, which was met with. How have you not heard this already? Where have you been? Things like that. So um, I listened to it, and I was wondering: Am are there are there albums that either are really classic and you've never heard, or you went back and did a first listen after it had been out for like many many years? It's like an iconic album, and you were like, "I'm I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try it because everybody seems to love it." And okay, so this isn't necessarily that it's it's truly iconic in a broad sense but the the first album that came to mind is i bought ryan adams gold when it first came out listened to one song and was like okay and this is more this probably isn't even answering your question i listened to one song and then i like stashed it for years and i forgot i even had it then i came across it it might have been honestly like six years later and i played it all the way through and i was like this is phenomenal and so it was one of those things where it's not so much that it's a classic album that I've never listened to, because there's some tons of classic albums I've probably never heard all the way through. Um, but it's it kind of made me think of, I've had an album that I've avoided for a long, long time, and for whatever reason I pulled it back out and was like, oh my god, what have I been doing? I've been wasting time! I could have been listening to this the whole time. But so Sorry, that didn't answer your question. I just wanted to tell a story about myself. I think it myself. did. <laughs> I think it did. Uh, the last good. time we were here, we went to... Um, was it Forever Young? Yeah. Where we found the dollar, we did the dollar records? No, that was uh, Vintage Freak. That was Vintage Freak. Vintage Freak, yeah. So we bought, uh, just making a hissing sound, just the, <laughs> the microphone. Um, so we went, uh, we did that, we bought this um, symphony, uh, this Italian opera, I guess all opera is in Italian, um, and Jack and I, we bought it as this really old, like six, six disc. Uh, yeah, it was like six records. Yeah, with, with both double sided, like double sided. And Jack and I just put it on, and we're like, and it's old. It's really, really old. We're like, wow, we love this. Like, this is wonderful. And so that was yeah, like it was, a it nice... was Figaro, is what it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like the, you you've seen Bugs Bunny do it, but you know, you, like actually listen to the proper you know operas. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's really cool. I have no idea what they're saying, but it sounds amazing. Yeah, so. but you were picking up on it. You're like, yeah, and I think this is blah blah, blah and that you know, and he blah. I actually have no idea, but <laughs> <laughs> but we were just listening to it. I think it was at Christmas. We were wrapping presents and stuff. So yeah, it seemed was, appropriate for Christmas. It was really nice. Yeah, I picked up uh, Rush's Moving Pictures, and I had heard pretty much all of the songs from that album. But then hearing that all together, I was like, God, this is a fantastic album. And it's probably, it's one of my go-tos now where it's like, I just want to put something on just to like run all the way through. And so, yeah, moving pictures, that's, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for me, it was Synchronicity. Mm. And 
because I found a really great condition old copy of it and threw it on and listened to it from beginning to end, both sides. And I'm just blown away by... The, everybody knows they're singles, but when you listen to an entire, an entire album all together, you're like, there's... I mean, they were knocking it out of the park. Yeah. It was great. They That band hardly ever had a bad release. Like, I've got their box set, and from beginning to end, it's just... Everything's great. So what would we know... Um, Led Zeppelin never really gave names to their stuff that people would know. It's always like, you have to know the song to know what it is. Well, uh, Physical Graffiti had Cashmere and Trampled Underfoot on okay. it. Those were the two songs I knew going in. Um, but Custard Pies, track one, cool, which is pretty great. Nice. So, Final topic, bro. Oh, goodness. Take his home, Skitch. Okay, so uh, we're going to go back to the world of movies. And... Um, I don't care who you are. I think everybody has their one defining Disney movie. Hmm. And I think that it hit us at a, at a specific stage in our life. And I'm, it's not like when we were three. It's not a definitive, you know, for everybody. But it's there's one Disney movie that a character or the theme or the music or whatever hits you. So my question is, what is your Disney movie? Frozen. No. <laughs> <laughs> Treasure Planet. Really? Yeah. That is my all-time, hands-down, no-questions-asked favorite Disney film. It's got a fantastic song it's in really, it really good. from Johnny Resnick. Um, but it had a lot to do with um, the whole father figure aspect of it, I think. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it was this brilliant sci, you know, science fiction film. Also, I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I didn't know it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt until I looked it up, you know, many years later. But I guess I just, I just love anything that he's in. He's mm-hmm. just one of my favorite actors, but... Yeah, I just, that film is just awesome. The music is really great. I just love everything about it. I bought video games. I love it. Tarzan is second to that. But again, also because of the music and um, it's just the jungle and I love the jungle. Nice. Which you could put apply to most Disney films. But anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, I would say Lion King was mine. That was the one as a kid I remember seeing like, wow, that was amazing. And Mm -hmm. like, yeah, just like the the opening circle of life and there's like that hard cut to the title is like, Whoa, that was really neat, and you know, never really seen anything like that before. And so, and the music was great; it's a fantastic story. And um, yeah, Jeremy Irons is always a good bad guy. Yeah, you know they sing in Zulu. I tell you this every time. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that song is sung in Zulu. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but it was, it's a good story, and it's you know, it's uh, about circle of life. kind of uh, mm-hmm. you know, father, you know, father and son, and then you know, the son finding his own and everything. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. That's my special movie, Mike. That's I think Aladdin really resonated with me. Now, The Little Mermaid was the first, like, fake kind of actual date I took a girl to, to The Little Mermaid, <laughs> so that was, like, a cool thing. But Aladdin resonated with me, and, uh, like, the story and the images and the Cave of Wonders that pops up and, the you know. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. I mean, yeah. How, how can you top Robin Williams as the genie? That's pretty great. Just can't. The, this is really unfair, because I... I, I <laughs> I had several, and I don't. There's like three answers to this. There's like no, this, there's one. There's really three. Yeah. There's like three for me. I don't know if you're talking like the one that hits you first, or are you talking about the ones that you saw when you were a kid? When she asked the question, everyone the sees them when they're a kid. But what's the one that is your Disney movie? Oh man, I, I guess it's Aladdin, but I'd also have to say Sword in the Stone and Robin oh, Hood. Sword in the Stone is really good. I, I like that book better. Though. I. I, I, I Actually, the more I think about it, it's Sword in the Stone. Yeah. Be- because it was amazing. That that was a great, great story. The idea that you as a kid could go 
pull a sword out and become king of a kingdom, that would be great. Little what? Yeah. Little what? Um, it is without a doubt the Little Mermaid mm-hmm. because I I think I don't I can't remember what if I remembered what year it came out it was probably like 88 89 something like that so uh, depending when I was when I saw it I went home and wrote a sequel <laughs> I'm not kidding I wrote The Little Mermaid 2 I swam I wanted to be her mm-hmm. I was I wanted the red it was it inspired you to be really creative it was one of the best and then but if I had been younger when Tangled came out oh my god yeah. I would have been lost that without music it. is so good phenomenal it's so good. Toy Story as well. Yeah. That's another one. It's like just but Robin Hood. Oh you my talked God. about um, love Robin Hood. Uh, Ghostbusters being uh, like you can watch it when you're younger, and then as you get older, like different things resonate different with things you. Mean. I immediately thought of Toy Story. Yes, when, when you because about that, that because there are a lot of movies like that, and I, I think Toy Story might have been one of the first. One. I know we're going over our time, but it's the last topic. We're talking. Um, <laughs> it uh, it's it's one of the first. Of, of a, a group of animated stories that remembered parents were in mm-hmm. the audience. Yes, yeah, totally. And weren't doing inappropriate things, but they were throwing in winks so that the parents could find it entertaining too. Right. So yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't all dumbed down for kids. Yeah. You know, and then you have those smart kids, smarter kids or kids that are a little bit wiser than their years and they get that stuff too. I, and I feel like from a, not technical, but from a narrative standpoint, the Toy Story movies are kind of perfect, infallible kind of movies, you know? Mm-hmm. But if we're talking Pixar... In my heart, it's always Nemo. Yeah, Nemo is my my soft yeah. spot pick. Yeah, I love, the, I love the Incredibles. Incredibles are great. Yeah. yeah. Although Toy Story three made me cry on a plane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, saw, I saw that movie three times, and every single time I cried at the end of it. Yeah. Oh, it's because, rips your heart because out. Holding f you, holding hands, <laughs> f you. How not dare you? Not do even that, to that part. It's it's it's, it's all of when, it. when he's pulling out the toys and he pulls out Woody and she yeah. reaches and he instinctively pulls it away from her. Yeah. Oh, oh no! So anyway, yeah. too much. Yeah, that's, that's good that's game, right. guys. Good yes. game, good game, good, good game. Podcast. GG, Way to go, coach. GG, everybody. GG, we GG. got him. Um, thank you guys for being with us today. Absolutely, thank you for having us. Yeah. Yes, thanks for Had letting me be again. here again. <laughs> Always a blast. <laughs> thank you for letting me be here. Um, let me sit in the room. If you guys have cast ideas for Clue. For recasting Clue, or if you want to send in any of the any of the three minute spin it topics um, and give us some feedback, what's your Disney movie? Do you go over and under? Do you go sideways with the toilet paper? How do you do it? Um, <laughs> we want to we want to know. Sideways. We want to hear from you. Uh, be a part of this thing. So send all your stuff to. You can send an email to something you can stop at gmail.com or uh, tweet us or book us. Twitter or book us on the gram. Yeah, something you can stop. Search for it. You'll find us. We're there. You'll find it It'll if happen. you really care about it. So, um, truth story. For for all of our guests, uh, we we love them. No, we love Aww. you. Soundboard. Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good note to end on. Bye. Bye.